everyone, this is Nick Castle, better known as The Shape, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And Greg, I'm right out your window. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that when ordering eggs usually prefers over easy my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're kicking off a month of content that has launched both a thousand phobias and a thousand fetishes (laughs) as we clown around and start off with 2012's stitches and whether or not you eat beans with breakfast, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your clown hole. Uh, and of course, uh, we are clowning around out on social media. And you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigan and egg shenanigans. And if you need to take some some time out in these trying times (laughs) and to ponder the meaning of eggs, uh, you can go to screenland.com where they have your egg shenanigans taken care of indoors and over easy. (laughs) Again, over easy. Oh, always over easy. Exactly. I, I didn't even go that route yet with the egg during that film. I'm shocked at this point. So I'm glad, of course, you brought it in there. Now, as this episode is releasing on uh, Friday, January 14th, uh, that very Friday, our second Friday Night Fright here of 2022 is one that I actually watched for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. As part of my whole trying to see more new films and kind of filling in the gaps of certain filmmakers, you know, actors, and so forth. And I realized I got a lot of gaps with the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. But man, it's so much fun to fill those gaps, especially when they hit like Blood Simple did. This is going to be a first time viewing for yeah, you, is it not? This is going to be a first time. Okay, because I, oh. I was like, I've seen that. I don't even know if I can. I've seen that thoroughly. Good. So like, I'm looking forward to it because I like everything they've done. And I mean, and that's one thing. Like, it's the gap, and that's just it. Also, it's it's horror adjacent, so it's mm-hmm. very much justifiable as a Friday Night Fright. But M. Emmett Walsh Walsh has a just super scary performance in it. Uh, it's got an amazing score by Carter Burwell, I believe is his name, and uh, he's the guy that actually did stuff with them on The Tragedy of Macbeth. So from the beginning to the most current stuff, yeah. it's just kind of cool to see their journey because I know at least for us, like, Raising Arizona. Arizona. Oh, absolutely. It, it it lives within the heart of this show. And I'll, I'll go to bat for Oh Brother or Art Thou any day. Any day. I love that movie. They have a number of films in their filmography that are varied, diverse and unique yeah and that's what i love about them but this one definitely is more horror noirish mm-hmm. and i think i think you're gonna enjoy it cool. i definitely do i definitely do now of course next friday our friday night fright on the 21st 
is a film that actually has a rap during the end credits. And it's a rap that's all about the film itself. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is there's, there's a number of films that are like that, so it's not necessarily giving it away. You know you were the shit when you had a rap. Yes, especially at that time. But it's been a while since I've seen this, but we're going to be experiencing... Maniac Cop 2 uh-huh. on the big screen. <laughs> Robert Zadar in all of his glory fucking up <sighs> shit. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. I remember when you sent me a text saying, dude, Robert Zadar passed. St- some of my students were actually giving speeches, and so I've got my my um, phone out because I timed the speeches, and your little blurb pops up, and I saw it. I was like, oh, so I- I don't think it affected my grade on whoever was giving the speech at the time, <laughs> but hopefully they were doing something, you know, that was a little bit on the happier side, but that was such a bummer. So please come out, celebrate the career of one Robert Zadar with us. Now, the other repertory screenings that are going on the weekend of the 14th genius is one that actually just came out a few years ago. So it's not even a repertory screening, but boy, oh boy, it took me a few times to watch it to really kind of enjoy it. But at this point, I genuinely love Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. It took me a few viewings, but I really, really came around to it. I've only seen it once. I need to check it out another time. I need to check it out a few more times, actually. It, this wouldn't be a bad idea to check it out because, I've, as you know, I put together the trailers and a lot of the stuff for the repertory screenings. Mm-hmm. I'm particularly proud of the trio of trailers that are going to be screening beforehand. I don't want to give them away because ideally you should check this out in the theater if you can. Right. But I kind of want to see how they play with the crowd. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially the last one. It's <laughs> one you know well, I know well. This is a movie about stuntmen. So not saying what would be the last trailer, of is course. A, is but a leopard going to come out of nowhere? It's or? a death wish at 120 decibels, my yep. friend. Now, the other, the true repertory screening that's going on this weekend that technically was supposed to be our Friday Night Fright, but both you and I went, oh, that's a long movie. Yeah, it is. On a Friday night, even at 9 o'clock. I mean, everybody's got to love the shitting, but at the same time, we start the movies at 9, 9.30. That means we won't probably get out of there until about 11.30. That's a fucking long movie. Over. And, like, <laughs> and the shitting is best seen when there's time to process this. Absolutely, and... Best seen when it's cold, mm-hmm. and if we're lucky, maybe we'll have some more, a little bit more snow this weekend, because to me, that's when this movie plays so wonderfully, mm-hmm. with a little it's, bit of isolation, paranoia. It's the shinning. It is the shinning, because mm-hmm. we don't want to be sued. Now, uh, also playing this weekend will be The Matrix Resurrections, and I believe uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which- The movie was dope. You finally got a chance I to see it. I finally got to see it. I really, really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Did you shed a tear or two? I I almost did. Okay, I was that is like, fair. I, it really got me when. Oh, never mind that because people might not have seen it. But there, I, I thoroughly think enjoyed it. Most people know what's going on, but no, it's. But definitely- I will say, I will say the one thing that struck out to me is like, holy shit, fucking uh, Defoe and full Bobby Peru in some of these episodes in some of that Spider Man. He was scary as fuck. He was. I was waiting for him to come out out of the shadows and Green Goblin leader hosen. Just like Streets of Fire, there was something fucking wonderfully sinister. Because he even looked like Bobby Peru in, in some of the uh, some of the scenes. He's like, "Yeah, Spider Man, you know, come fight Bobby Peru." Well, and they let him be Willem Dafoe. They yeah. let that face 
work its magic. That was my biggest complaint with that first Spider-Man is him in the helmet. Right. Because it took away Willem, Willem Dafoe. He looks like a goblin. Yeah, he We've does. mentioned it in Streets of Fire. Yeah, you call him a goblin. <laughs> and so they let him go full goblin. And his attire. Was dope as shit, too. It's incredible. It's all tattered. It looked so good. Yeah. So it was wonderful to see. I don't think we really have appreciated Willem Dafoe's no. work. No. Plus, the fact like... <laughs> he's so good in everything even the ones i haven't seen i know that he's gonna be good in. and plus apparently like he's just like a great person to work Par- with yeah uh that's again there's some good out there there's definitely some he's good willing out there to foe. and also playing uh licorice pizza as mm-hmm. well pta's latest it looks interesting i need to see it I, I i think i mistook it for a cameron crowe movie and so yeah. i was like yeah and i never knew you had a thing against cameron crowe yeah. which cracked me up uh no it's very much a hangout movie uh but it's uh, uh go if only for uh bradley cooper's performance as john peters and to add a little context to it watch the kevin smith superman story when he was brought in to rewrite the Superman Return script and he had to work with John Peters, it's phenomenal. It's so freaking good. Now, if you would like to support and help uh, Screenland from afar, but you live far away, uh, you can do that by going to ScreenlandOnline.com where they have a number of films that you can rent from them. Or if you would like to become a member, true member of their film family, uh, go to Patreon.com slash Screenland where they have a number of tiers that you can support them with. And on some of those tiers are some movie parties of mm-hmm. which we're involved with. In fact, our latest Shutter shout-out is going to be on January 29th. I think we're still putting together the double feature that we're going to be right, watching. Right, right, right. It's still TBD. And that's TBA. Mm-hmm. And we've got a few things. There's a number of films that are released. In fact, I think I sent a couple of double feature ideas to your way. Yeah. But we're going to be watching two films off of Shudder. Now, of course, hopefully at this point, if you're listening to the show, if you're a member of the uh, uh, Screenland film family, you're already subscribed to Shudder. But by becoming a member of Screenland's film family, uh, you're going to have access to some content that Genius and I puts together, including a customized Mm -hmm. pre-show, an introduction where Genius and I give a little context uh, information Enhance it, hopefully, for you. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trailer reel for each film. And then, of course, the scintillating post-film discussion where we try to process what we watched. And I'm not going to lie. I think we're still going to be processing... Our last Shutter shout-out. Don't fuck with this, man. Yeah. The fact that that's now become part of the show that started with Shutter. Yeah, it did. It did not start with the main feed. It started with something, you well, know. Well, it's not every day you celebrate Christmas with a Clint Howard orgy. I mean, that's something wild. That's something you do not see every day. No, no, unless you're, you know, a member of Shutter and Screenland, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So if that sounds like something you're into, uh, head over to patreon.com slash Screenland. But genius... If I'm talking Patreon and film family, hey, bellies. we, of course, also have our own little film family going on over at Patreon. And at this point, I'm going to give a hopeful thank you to any of our film family members that came out to our very first Friday Night Fright of mm-hmm. 2022, mm-hmm. of which we screened John Carpenter's Vampires. So I'm hoping that if anyone came out, they had a good time. I'm I'm sure they did. It's John Carpenter's Vampires. 
well, I'm pretty sure film family member Lauren is going to come out, uh, was trying to fill in the John Carpenter filmography. And I'm like, vampires is, as we said, it's going to. It's still really good, Carpenter. It's, it's next tier down, Carpenter, but is, of course, someone's favorite out there. So f- thank you for everyone that came out for that. But, of course, uh, some of the content that we have going on here in January, Genius, is all oriented to a film that got its start back in the mid-90s mm-hmm. and is coming out with the fifth entry here. Um, our new horror episode that we're going to be talking is scream or five cream five cream five cream five cream and the five cream reference comes from our scream commentary track uh that actually will have already released at this point and that was actually a lot of fun we had a chance we recorded it with uh adam roberts from screenland Mm -hmm. and all of us kind of just soaked in the nostalgia of just what scream means to us matthew lillard's like spastic motions all the rules the breakdown and of course the final line, which I had re- what the alternate final line of the film. That was ridiculous. I'm glad they went with not in my movie. Right. Uh, but of course, to get access to that and to become a member of our film family, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead, where we have every tier from a squidly diddly to another time. Another place. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to five cream especially me too once we started talking now granted i started putting more thought into five cream than i had beforehand and now i'm a little bit more invested than i was beforehand i still stand by my guns of like people are gonna get offed Uh, we'll see how it happens we'll see if it bleeds into the main feed you know we we may have to talk about it there but um (laughs) when we were thinking about and again Theming the months. I'm uh-huh. glad we've started doing that. It has been wonderful just kind of grouping in films within subgenres of horror. And certain times we kind of collaborate where you maybe you bring a couple of films and I bring a couple of films to the thing. We look for connective tissues. Like, of or course. Like, hey, I want to talk about this. How can we weave that in? We reverse so. engineer into mm-hmm. it. But this is one of those rare months <laughs> where everything in January, every, again, phobia that we might trigger, every fetish we might tickle, right. potentially, you can all trace back to one genius McGee. It's clowning January. And I don't even know, I don't even think it was clowning. There's like no true connection to no. it. No, I was like, dude, I want to do clowns. I want to do clown month. Like- from the get-go, <laughs> you've just been pushing for clowns. And I think from the get-go, I haven't been pushing back per se because I don't have, again, I'm right in the middle when it comes to a phobia or fetish. I'm just meh. Yeah. But I don't go out of my way to see a lot of these films because... There's a lot of there's a lot of clown movies, a lot crazy of crazy amount movies. of clown horror films. But before we get into stitches and talk all about that, let's just talk about clowns themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go back to whenever the clown sighting craze was back 2016, 
fuck. Even before that, dude, uh, back in the 80s, I remember in elementary school when we had to worry about killer clowns. <laughs> it's like there's a fucking clown going around in ice cream vans picking up kids. Be careful. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm toast because one, I'm I like clowns. I've always liked clowns and they never scared me. And two, I fucking like ice cream. I like fucking ice cream. So they're really so you like, in, my friend. Exactly. No, wait, I'm was down this a clown? Was this a local phenomenon or was this national? I would think it was national about the killer clowns, but I know the fuck we were. They we talked about it in school and down at KCK. So it's like, <laughs> so, but I'm sure it had to be national because this stemmed from a deep, deep seated fear, apparently. Well, and. That's what's crazy. I think it was it that started everything. So it all goes back to Stephen King messing everything up. Of course. I'm going to scare the hell out of you and future generations. Well, and again, clowns themselves have a complex history Mm -hmm. just in terms of their involvement with society, with culture, how they're viewed, how they're used. And I mean, they go back all the way to like 2400 BC, like yeah. back in Egypt, Egyptian uh-huh. days, where you can kind of see him as like a court jester, but also like as part of like even like a priest, just kind of the connection between the two. It's fascinating to see how they've been incorporated throughout time, mm-hmm. which begs the question, have they, has there always been a fear of clowns? Like was there some poor Egyptian kid back in the day that didn't want to go to church because of the clown involvement? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's almost the equivalent of like Santa Claus. Because you know Santa Claus, again, angels to some, demons to others, <laughs> right? Perspective is everything Exa- when it comes to this. Exactly. I mean, look at what happened to uh, Lauren Graham and Bad Santa. That some people are... And look what happened to Ralphie in fucking Christmas Story. Some people... It all goes back to that you're meeting a stranger donned up and get up and they're telling you to be happy or good, right? And they're just lording over you. That's scary in itself. You know what I'm saying? And some people are like, holy shit. While other people are like, oh, that's kind of scary and cool. So, Well, and it's, I think it depends a lot on your upbringing. Mm-hmm. If you're, honestly, if you've got folks that are fearful of clowns, you yourself might become fearful because they're not going to want you to around. That becomes almost like maybe even a taboo thing. Or the exact opposite of where it. I mean, like, how many people have, like, growing up, they had those weird Hummel figurines of, like, clowns and, like, people with sad clown eyes or pictures of, like, hobo. The Emma hobo Kelly, clowns, yes. Right? All over the place. Can you imagine growing up and, like, it's almost like a Nabor in East L.A. when they put the clown picture of the Jesus instead of, but instead of it's, like, a, a Emmett Kelly picture and all of a sudden Buck Flower, hey, go get me a beer. That would freak you the fuck out. That would somebody might love clowns, but Uncle Ted's calling in, sounding like out of the night at the bar, sounding like he's fucking Cookie from Bozo, you know? So like, holy shit! Well, now I never even thought about the fact that a uh, hobo clown, their bindle would just have infinite room for everything, even right. though it is just, you know... You could pull out fucking anvils and fucking balloons and fucking cans of beans and fucking f- flaming trash can if you want. Well, last year we did a commentary for Killer Clowns from Outer Space where you shared your terrifying clown story, which was wonderful. Uh, but no, I mean, I always... I saw the circus growing up. I went to the circus. I Me was too. Enough, and I, had, I always had fun with it, but Me I too. was never in the position where... The clowns were scary. Mm-mm. And for me then, like, as you just, you talked about Cookie the Clown. Um, here in the Kansas City area, 
We were always pretty fortunate. We were able to tune into WGN. WGN, the Superstation. And WGN, I think, oh, that's TBS. Oh, that's right, that's right. So WGN we, was Chicago. Chicago. TBS was Atlanta. So we got regional stuff from Chicago. And for me, the we'll get to we'll get to Bozo, but I was lucky enough to be into baseball around the time when Harry Carey was just Hi. drunk by the third inning right. at this point. Eating hot dogs. Oh, and just saying the most heinous shit that you're like, okay, he's old. We'll give him that break. He's, <laughs> he's drunk. drunk. We'll give him another one. He's from another generation. I'm going to have to give him that one. Meanwhile, you got the clown picture in front of the TV. Hey, go come on, you bring a hot dog. And like, holy shit. You know what we got here in Chicago is Bozo the Clown. I like Bozo. He likes children. Like, holy shit. Well, that's just it. They would then cut a promo, and he would have to say something about Bozo. And if that was like, again, third inning or beyond, you couldn't understand it. It add either to the terrifying aspect of everything. He's a clown in real life. His ass took my parking space. <laughs> oh, and then Bozo the Clown would then, like, for the seventh inning stretch, he would lead it. So imagine... If you're in Chicago, you can't. He's can't everywhere. He fucking bozos all over the place. He's in your TV. He's fucking. And you know, there's merchandising because we used to sell back at the moon days a bozo punching bag. So fucking he's in your house all over the well, place. At least that's somewhat cathartic, I think. For the pun- most part. Cause, yeah, because especially because when, when you punched it. Well, and <laughs> what I love is the fact that it introduced to me clowns everywhere. A new level of shame whenever I feel bad. Well, think because about it. Well, go, go, go. Oh, no, go, yeah, go. because we were introduced because of the Bozo Show. Yeah. The grand prize game. Right. Which was all about a number of buckets that were set out in front of you, and you took a ping pong ball, and you threw the ball into the bucket. And if you missed that first one, fuck you. I was so pissed off at the people who missed the first one. That's the shame I'm talking about. <laughs> there, That became like if a, a certain level of shame, like I'm that kid that missed the first bucket on the grand prize a game. A whole nation... Boo! All at once. You're the Phantasm Ravager of the grand prize game. It's a bummer. It's like, because you get good shit well, like, and oh, as yeah. you go on. Now, if you whiff it on four, five, that's six. That's fine. That's fine. Cool, cool. That's a you know what? We'll I, even go like two or three if the occasion is right, right? If it's but, obvious nerdlinger, right? But when like <laughs> you, when like some kid with his pop collar comes in and think he's all bad and shit, like I can hear your ball, funk. Ah! <laughs> so even at that age, you were looking to like, especially a kid like that probably deserved it. Right. He was, he was probably bullying some other kids. Justifiable schadenfreude. I mean, is that a thing? Because if it ain't, it is now. So, oh. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, you didn't want to be the. That's the kid equivalent of like, you know, if you make this, uh, if you make this basketball goal, or basketball goal, if you make this, if you make this net, you're gonna win a million dollars. Woof! You know, that's the well, kid equivalent of that. And it's also the fact that it was all you had to do was. Drop it, drop it in the, the first bucket. fucking bucket. That was made for like little kids, you know. And 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 then, but worse, going back to like the people who were introduced, bozo. Oh that's yeah. Only we we're us because we had TV. Imagine if you're afraid of clowns and you need to go eat, and the only place you have is McDonald's. Oh, no. Since like 1954, 
fucking Ronald McDonald's been terrorizing you. 50 billion sold, 50 billion terrified. <laughs> right? <laughs> Can't get away from you. Turn on the TV. Da, 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 da. Fucking Ronald McDonald. That's why you don't see him very often anymore. Because I bet a bunch of people were like, man, he's fucking creepy. They canceled Ronald McDonald. They did because he's fucking scary. Every now and then they'll show up. Hey! Well, you look at it. The, he's the everywhere. Whole, look at his crew, though. You had the hamburglar, the hamburglar, a criminal, a, a known felon, escaped, a known felon. Right? Okay, so already the background check in the HR department gone, off sketchy, the window. Off sketchy the, at you best. Yeah, they know they're real loose. They're hiring McDonald's land. You, now, have, if you got a criminal record and you work at McDonald's. That's cool. But if you're as if you have a criminal record and you work as Ronald McDonald, that's a bit of a different story. <laughs> I've seen those YouTube videos, but the problem is though. Outside of then the Hamburglar and Ronald McDonald, you got the brute grimace. What is the? That's just it. He's You're the, the last. He's people. the heavy. He's he, the heavy. But he's not a person. <laughs> no, he's, he's a, a milkshake monster. Is that what he is? Yeah, he's are, supposed are you, to be. A, no, he's. You're a, sure? I'm positive. He when he first introduced, he we had can go to Grimacepedia and it'll show up like this. McDonald'spedia. Yeah. I think it actually is one, right? You got to go to like McDonald's University or some shit. No, no, no. When he was first introduced, he was still purple. But he had two more sets of hands, and he would go around stealing milkshakes. Okay. And that was his thing. And then they made him, like, they kind of Cronenberged his hands to make him more fat and jolly. And so every now and then, if you still see him, he's always rocking a milkshake. Do, so he's a milkshake monster. So does that mean, though, in Canada that Grimace looks like he just needs to be put out of his misery? And does that really? <laughs> well, so from Grimace the milkshake monster... You get into the pol- the pol- the politics, right? You get Mayor Mayor, uh, McCheese, Mayor McCheese, who is a cheeseburger, a sentient cheeseburger. Yeah. Well, then later on, you had I think it was like Officer Big Mac, where he was like another big. Then you had like Birdie when they had Birdie. the uh, uh, then the Good Morning Burgers, right? And then. The fry, the, 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 oh, the fry kids. All the fry kids. And the fi- they had all the fish fillet people that but would then swim. the chicken McNuggets. The chicken McNuggets that would sing They were dance. sentient. Yeah, but you still were supposed to eat them. It was like the poppers in Futurama. Yeah, exactly. And, and then you, they would even get Happy Meals where you could get chicken McNuggets to dress them up like clowns. So bringing them back to clowns, fucking... Well, and, and for also, people who are afraid of clowns, fucking... Wow, you, I, I feel bad. But for people like me who are not afraid of clowns, life is so, good. So... Cholrophobia is mm-hmm. the fear of clowns. Mm-hmm. What did you say is the antithesis of that? Would it be chlorophilia? Oh, boy. Well, the exact opposite of it. And again, we just went into a diatribe of the ruination of, you know, the children's youth of McDonald's. Not even talking about the food or the obesity issues. Right. We're just talking, you know, clowning around right. here. And uh, clowns are everywhere there yeah. in our culture now. At least they're not the Victorian clowns. Those Victorian oh. clowns are fucking scary. Fucking scary. The, the first Mr. Bungle album, the the cover art, it's a series of angry clowns from the <laughs> cover art to the stuff that's in the, the book fold. And I remember this was 1990 when I first heard it and I was reading the lyrics and I'm looking at this going, Dude, this is nuts. And they actually have multiple songs on the first album built around clowns. Uh, one of them is called uh, Carnival mm-hmm. and the other one is called Egg. Which every time in the chorus when they go egg dun 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 egg, we would go Greg dun 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 Greg because we were nerds and what have you. But eggs come into play mm-hmm. in our particular story, and here. that is true. Um, but that is a true thing. From bozo to the clowning shenanigans that you would see at the circus, I definitely think that in a lot of ways the clown shenanigans were kind of cautionary tales. 
in a way. Back in the Victorian times, especially in the Victorian, yeah, when there were fools and jesters and shit like that. Yeah, they would always like be called. Don't be this clown. Even like doofus and don't or doofus and uh, goofus and gallant, gallant, yes, goofus and gallant. Fucking even then he was kind of clownish. So they had like goofy things going on there were cautionary tales and then like later on when the circus came on they would they were just became like fools and entertainers but you can even break it down further to the clowns of like not just the hobo clowns and the funny clowns but like when we go to the harlequin aspect when we go to the like uh what was it in uh scary movies in the dark when he's like good clown enough and he poly, like, poly uh polygachi he's like i'm polygachi damn it right he's getting pissed off so but i when it started them being more circus theme and traveling clowns. I think that's when like the whole, like the show, it became less of a cautionary tale and more like antics and shenanigans <laughs> and trickery. Well, and the, the, the whole idea of cramming as many people you can in a car, the whole idea of um, sleight of hand and mm-hmm. just, just being a performer. The shit fascinates me. I love that shit. I so, love magic and juggling and clownery let's and talk buffoonery. about that because you just said you are not someone that veered away from clowns you were enjoy them you enjoy them i it's, do we would we do. say not yay or nay sex, sex a, a. uh-huh <laughs> so what do you remember your first interactions with any of that kind of stuff if i'm no my fat ass probably mcdonald's no but <laughs> but like no growing up with clowns i don't know i always dug it i always been drawn to like the sleight of hand magic and and the, the boob foonery i think it also stems to my like cartoon thing you know because yeah. clowns are probably the closest thing we actually have to like live action cartoons with their buffoonery and their antics and that shit is always tickled me i mean just tickled me tickled me what's the idea if it break if it bends it's funny mm-hmm. you know if it breaks it's not clowns are always bendy yeah when it comes to that there's the fun violence that happens with a lot of fucking them. even rodeo clowns good lord the poor rodeo cl- <laughs> and again there's a hierarchy of yeah. clowns even and in today's st- and there's still shenanigans and they're still getting fucked up but they're really getting fucked up when they get a pie in the face it's probably a cow pie and that's not good so Again, are they on the lower end of the hierarchy, though? Of the so, like other like Ringling Brothers clown, like look, fucking rodeo clown, looks down on him, <laughs> fucking rube. Well, if you go back to, um, did you ever see uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's Shakes, Shakes the, clown? the Clown? I did back in the day, but I can't remember shit of it. I haven't watched it probably since, since the VHS I days. Yeah. I remember it shocking me, but I remember them. A, a group of them confronting and assaulting a group of mimes because mimes were kind of lower. <laughs> On the, the again another they can still be considered clowns i mean mimes because they paint their face they yeah. do shenanigans and clowns proper are known to do acts of mimery so acts of mimery yeah that's better than mopery much better than mopery my friend <laughs> but i'm sure clowns are capable of doing that too i don't know where the bad stuff i think with anything almost going back to spider-man with great power comes great responsibilities because there's some clowns that are like you know what i'm doing this for the art sake or i'm doing this for the children and there's some clowns that are like i'm gonna do it fuck around you know wave my junk around at people and scare people and i'm sure there's fucking clowns they're like i'm gonna do this so i can go kill people i mean look at gacy and gacy's another reason why we can't have fucking good things (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? Because now clownery is all even looked down upon even more. And people who are like me who enjoy the clowning arts and the other kinds of clowning arts, they um, suffer because of that shit. Yeah. Like it only takes a couple of rotten eggs to ruin the batch. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so let's briefly for a second because i don't want us to be put on a special list on itunes or whatever talk about that softer side of your enjoyment of clowns and why i don't know if you're involved in facebook groups uh, or if you're on the dark web for some of this stuff but you also enjoy clowns in another way i do i do not all clowns but i have there is a particular itch to scratch on when it comes to like Sexy clowns. Again, you can break down in the hierarchy because there's scary clowns, hobo clowns, rodeo clowns, and sexy clowns. I fucking dig sexy clowns. I dig the shit out of the sexy clowns. And I don't know, again, maybe because like maybe sleight of hand or the buffoonery or the whole of the sheer art of it, there's just something about clowning girls. Well, and of course, I'm looking directly behind you. (laughs) There is a Harley Quinn little. And that just fucking fueled the fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't and know. Also, for those of us that were at your, f- <laughs> what ber- was it your 40th? No. No. It was the 38th. 30, 39th. Late 30th. 30th yeah. Whatever birthday party that was in my basement, you all remember Puddin'. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, needless to say, needless to say, though, you've been able to enjoy everything. Mm-hmm. So that begs the question. And I dig scary clowns, were too. Were you always into the scary clown? I mean, yeah. you watched it yeah during its original on tv yeah scared the fucking piss out of me and i loved it and i think it was also because it was tim curry there's yeah. something magnetic even though he's a big scary clown there was something magnetic about him and you couldn't take your eyes off him and so bringing that in the real world i'm like well scary clowns can be scary and clowns can be funny you know they're I, very versatile they're very versatile and people can be like man that's fucked up and like i'm out of here and people are like fuck yeah there's clowns and i'm all in the fuck yeah there's clowns camp Although there's like fucking lines. I mean, if there's a clown on the middle of nowhere, fuck all that noise. Which is what we so we've again, we did a, cl- a episode devoted to clown movies back mm-hmm. way back. In way the day. back in the day. And that's when, again, we weren't doing theme months. So I was I'm going into this not hesitant at all, because, again, all of the films that we're going to be talking about in the month of January, all first time watches for me. Mm hmm. One's going to be a first time watch. One's going to be a first time for me. That's exciting. I I, want to check it off my clown list. But again, you've been so excited for this. And the one that we kicked off with is kind of a perfect transition from us going from killer kids Mm -hmm. into killer killer clowns. clowns. And it's not a killer clown that you're thinking of. No. And because honestly, I wanted to kill all these kids in this film. Fuck yeah. Little shits. But I love the fact that we're also technically going international for our first film here in the month of January, Stitches, from the year of 2012, written, directed by Connor McMahon, and I knew very little of this film. And I wanted to talk about this movie for a while. This has been high on your radar of me to watch, mm-hmm. and it just I think it you were finally like, you know what, we're just going to do a month of these movies so I can get you to watch this movie. <laughs> and let me say this, as the credits are running, like maybe even halfway through the film, I looked at you, I was like, Good pull on this one because I genuinely enjoyed Stitches. But this was my first time viewing. But this was one that you watched when? Back in the day, right? Probably like 2015. So this was like a DVD? Mm-hmm. I think this is a Netflix mail DVD. 
Oh, okay. Now that's a very specific time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That and again, just because you probably were perusing. No, like, it would have oh. been after because that's 2012. So no, I would have like seen it at a store. Okay. Yeah. But at that point, though, I mean, the cover would have beckoned you, Killer Clown. Clown, yeah. And then it just took you in. So, and I just watched it, and I realized this movie is proper funny. It's. I mean, it's it walks that fine line between scary and funny. But upon this rewatch, I noticed that like it's actually three fucking movies in in one. Let's start there. That's what I genuinely enjoyed about this movie. Number one, um. I can think we can probably agree one of those films, Killer Clown movie, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Number two, kind of a high school boner jam. Right. Um, shenanigans. What's the third part for you? Straight up comedy, like a clown <laughs> comedy. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a proper funny movie. I mean, it, like I said, it walks that fine line between scary clown because you can have, and I, don't get me wrong, I dig those movies with the big scary lummox dressed as a clown, you know, or clowns. Almost which, like an American Horror Story mm-hmm. when you had the... Or later on when we see, we're going to watch a movie about clowns where they're fucking brutal okay. i mean just brute they just are There's some brutality going on in this movie right but, but this is without levity brutal. yes this was definitely not um mean-spirited it's mean-spirited but, but it's, it's funny fun. yeah it's still funny it it walks that fine line between horror and comedy and also to give you all a warning there is an animal violence but let's just say this as y'all know genius mm-hmm. y'all know his feelings with cats <laughs> you all know to that point what were we watching uh re-watching where that came oh the good son oh i was like yeah fuck that kid if he yeah. kills that kitty and let's just needless say there is some cat violence in here mm-hmm. but weirdly enough i don't want to say genius not approved. genius yeah. approved but i'll give it a pass give it a pass definitely but yeah, just know in advance because yeah because no in advance i mean it starts off ominous where i'm like oh no you know because i haven't seen it for a couple of years now and so rewatching it, I didn't remember the cat part now. And plus, back then, it probably wouldn't have hit as hard. You weren't that you weren't the right. cat guy yet. Right. So but now that you are, just so you all know, Genius says it's cool. Yeah, because it's funny. It's very kind it's of funny. It's funny. And you can see that it's, it's you can see that it's a cheap puppet. It's but, almost like a callback to reanimator kind but, of funny. Yeah. That being said, like when I said it, you can see it like as being a cheap puppet. That is probably the only one where you can say that looks like a cheap puppet. The rest of these gags, oh. I knew how brutal these gags were, but now not how definitely brutal they are and how well the CGI works. It complemented everything. Yes, it did. Because they used it minimally. Uh-huh. Only where they needed to because almost all of the gags themselves and the kills are practical and there's some Alzheimer's in this. There's some great gags. There's some amazing ones. There's some wonderful gags and they're... And another thing I liked about this movie, and again, it reinforced on the second time, this is everything I want in a funny killer clown movie. Killer it clowns is, so are it, is scr- it is itching all the, the scratching all the itches? Absolutely. Well, not all the itches, because then this would be done by Glenn Danzig. However. <laughs> <laughs> the neck breaker. The <laughs> ringmaster. So, uh, no, but... um. <laughs> I don't know where I was going. No, when I want a funny killer clan, I want something kind of along the lines of like a Pennywise, where he's funny mm-hmm. and he's cracking wise because he is a clown and he's supposed to be funny. Tim Curry Pennywise. I or 
what do clowns do a la killer clowns when they had like the shadow puppets Mm -hmm. and they had all the popcorn they incorporated the clown shenanigans and that's one thing where stitches does yeah he's still a clown at heart and he's still a birthday performer the show must go on he's not death he's not just some lummox that puts on some makeup and goes around killing or even abducting or being brutal he's putting on a show well and it's so funny how his introduction here I didn't realize we're going to open on clown sex. Yes. Right out the from get. the get go. And then funny. Cl- as like, I mean, that's welcome funny to genius McGee's head. <laughs> and it's funny because they're right in the middle of coin is the honk, 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 honk. And it's, it sets up the mood. Not perfectly because it doesn't really hint on the violence to come, no, but, but it's like this movie doesn't take itself seriously. No, and the fact that these his his vehicle is a character. That whole scene when he nearly bowls over the kids. Get the fuck out of the way! A foul-mouthed Irish hooligan clown. <laughs> well, the performance of Stitches the Crown, Ross, Ross Noble. Noble. Yeah, I've never heard of him before this movie, but at the same time, he is funny He's... and he is physical and yes. he is scary. The physicality portion of the performance from the waddle mm-hmm. to the scurry to he the does. saunter. And the way he creeps upstairs, his little neck movements that he incorporates at one point, his little scurry reminded me of like John Belushi in Animal House. Mm-hmm. And but in a scary way, that scene in the window kind of almost reminded, rivaled me a little bit of Salem's Lot in terms of window. Kid in the yeah. window. Big old scary Genuinely clown. Genuinely freaked yeah. me out. But to go from opening with clown sex to where we go again. It's very much a roller coaster ride, but it's, it's a funny birthday party, and the kids are giving him shit. Okay, like, those kids, those, those kids, kids, those kids, my lord! And I didn't, re- I thought maybe we were staying with the kids. I didn't know that we we're going to go into the uh, the teenage uh, shenanigans here. But this reminded me of like when I would go to showbiz. Like we mentioned this during the the Willie's Wonderland episode, mm-hmm. where I would go with a party of kids, and they would be misbehaving and throwing shit at Billy and Bob. Gave a shit. No, the adults let him go. So these kids are just treating Fuck this them. clown horribly. Yeah, from the word jump. Even though he tried to run him down, at what? the same time, there were little shits at the party, too. Well, don't stand when in the, the middle of the road. Is, when the mom is feeding out cake to everybody and all the kids are like, yay, and there's that one kid. <laughs> well, they establish early on with the kids, you've got the lecherous one, the one that's going to end up, you know, having to go door to door eventually, you know, saying something <laughs> horrible. Uh, you, you even had like, the, the fat kid. You had the brother and sister combo that were nasty. Uh, you had the thoughtful one. You just you had all the tropes established, but also they all did very specific things to Stitches the Clown that may or may not come back to bite them in the ass mm-hmm. in a clowning, shenanigan, artful kind of way. Again, he incorporates the clowny aspect of what you would think a clown would do, and he delivers he puts on the show because i know okay we're gonna spoil it but one of the best gags one of the best kills to me was when um the umbrella kill and what's a good umbrella kill and i know i saw it in your heart where you're like man that umbrella better open we both were yeah just like wait a minute but then just to like 
not just open, but end with an evil dead eyeball. An eyeball get and then boop, and then the blood splatter a beat later. The comic timing in this with the kills, every kill was funny. Oh. Even how no matter how gory and how horrific it got, it was funny and mostly practical. Well, and also again because Stitch was make he was making a performance out mm-hmm. of it, including puns. Yeah, with every making kill that cracks you got in there, and yes. jokes. It's- I'm freaking real, but food for thought. The, when he there is a part, fucking the puns are hilarious, and they work for me because he opens up a kid's head like a fucking can of beans, which was brutal and gruesome, and then he scoops out the brains and it, in a dish to go, and it's like uh, food for thought, <laughs> and he just cracking up at his own jokes. I can relate to stitches, you know. I would be if I was a serial killer or I was an undead clown that could come back to life. Of course, it'd be fucking making puns. So you would be you'd go the D route and be chasing, stalking people on your big ass feet. Oh, I'd the be D Reynolds. Yeah, I, or no, was it D or Dennis? No, it was, it was D. D. Okay. He was just a, was okay. the clown. Well, we get. Um, Stitches themselves eventually dying in this, which a brutal way in front of children. The fact that he gets up and he pulls it out and it just it just Tarantino. Yeah, this kid. It's almost like UHF from the fire hose. Yes. So much blood. And the kid is just sitting there taking it. And you're just like, oh, fuck, this is mean. But also, well, and this is you feel the early Raimi influence. You Mm -hmm. feel some of the Peter Jackson, some of the Stuart Gordon in this. Um, And then for the next half hour, we turn into a boner jam. And that's that's what was kind of cool with this movie is we have to hold off on the killer clown. For quite a while. About a good half hour. And, and we, it's only an 86-minute movie. Even better. And the time we spend, like you said, it's it's an American Pie. It's um, a John Hughes, like, you know, uh, 16 Candles. But it's funny. And that's why you don't mind the wait. Because it is establishing characters. And if it was more of, like, stupid gross-out humor or, like, sure. if it, it was more mean-spirited or more even of a whodunit, if they lean more towards on horror or too much on comedy, it wouldn't work. You'd be like, oh, okay. I do think they balance this pretty well, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. So by the time when we get back to the Killer Clown, we've established some connection with some of them. Where With some of them, I want them both dead. Oh, yeah. Some you don't want to see dead. The ginger some of siblings? Them like, oh, the, I don't think they I think they were together. Were they together? I okay. think they were together. Okay. Okay. I hope they weren't House Lannister. Otherwise. Right? Would that be, they'd be House McLannister. McLannister. Yeah. That would be the Ronald McDonald. But no, everyone else, though, I actually felt a connection <clears throat> with, including uh, the, the, the fat boy, the fat, the fat guy. What Did the random splits... That he, he breaks out in? Gym class? He's like, yeah, see, like, okay. And the gym teacher is like... All right, that okay, works. That's pretty right, good. Cool. And then his his boy who was just trying to get some. And then finally when he sees the like, no, come on, I'm trying. Well, and the whole thing is built around that, yeah, they the friend has a house free for the weekend. His mob is out doing business stuff, mm-hmm. as they always do in these films, out in Japan with kitty, the good kitty, son kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah. All of those. <laughs> uh and they're like, and then his friends, of course, like, well, let's have let's have a few friends over as you're wont to do. But he doesn't want to party because, I mean, like, he's having a clown die in front of you at your birthday party would probably put a damper on all celebrations henceforth. He's not going to be going the Genius McGee route right? of the yay and the sex a. He's <laughs> staying with the nay at this point. And that's the idea, too, is he wants a small, intimate celebration with his friends to celebrate his birthday. Yeah, because I think like 16 years, like everything. Yeah, it was six all... years later yeah. when they cut forward. So, yeah. So, and it's nice because it hits 
all the tropes of those kind of boner jam high school comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, where with a, although with an deep Irish oh, twist, well, there was kind of some times that I kind of wanted to turn on subtitles. Well, there was a time when we should have been able to call Patty at this point and said, "Patty Murphy, help tra- us out. Yeah, help us out. Translate going on here. Well, because you know? they're they're kids, mm-hmm. so they're gonna have slang." Yeah. There was an interaction between two girls and the lecherous buddy. I don't know what they said. No clue what they said. It was like uh, Brad Pitt in uh, Snatch. (laughs) I was just like, what? You know? But at the same time, there was some where it it was almost clerkian because, like, some of the kids would say stuff in the background and it was hilarious. Was it something, something? You're a fucking clown. You're a fucking clown. Go get out. Slag off. And you're like, <laughs> oh, he's waiting for you. You know, just this shit like that. It was hilarious. It's, and it it's was those just, guys hanging out on the outside of the party, congregating that are just. And even in school, some of the congregations and he's walking by ladies, wanker, just walking by. And that's that's the other thing. Watching this, it didn't make me feel old because that's the one thing with high school movies nowadays, whether they're released in 2012, 2020. I'm far beyond high school, my friends. So sometimes with some of them, it will make me feel old. And it just separates me. I didn't feel old watching this, thankfully. Maybe because half the time we're like, what? You know what I'm saying? Not to say that that's <laughs> a bad thing. Because you really could follow along. But sometimes well, it's- when the kids, it was just really hard to understand. But still, the comedy came through. The jokes it's came still through. still physical. It's yeah. in the delivery. It's how they're saying it. And it's <clears throat> honestly... I think that's part of the discipline of international horror. It's all English, but the dialect's different. Mm-hmm. So it the just jokes takes are a while. different. Yes. But that's the one thing I like it. It wasn't like so broad or so specific humor that there would right. be no one. You're like, oh, she she must be from North Wittersham or something like that. We're like, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, is that like the Alabama of Scotland? Am I supposed to know what's going on? Right. Thankfully, we're good on that, though. Right. So the so, but again, the, the comedy was funny and it worked when it needed to work. And just they seem like regular kids. It almost was like super bad because it wasn't so over the top or it was unbelievable. Sure. But just that filthy enough where I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. No, I think I think that that's actually a pretty good, pretty apt comparison there. Um, we did see. References to Hypnosil. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I thought was really cool was the clown procession and in the whole mythology. The, cl- the clown funeral? With the egg. Yeah. And you said. The egg is a true story, but it's not quite. It's kind of like a bastardized version. I don't know about clown funerals. I'm sure there's tons of them out there. I would really like to see one one day. Uh, but as for the egg when you became a professional clown you had to put your face painted on an egg and protect that if your egg ever broke then you would have to change your face and it, that way if anybody else wanted to become a professional clown they if your face was on there that was like an early form of copywriting and okay. also of a registry yeah. of a clown registry it started in actually 1860s England around the first time when the first circuses were coming along with the whole Ringling Brothers and bringing in wild animals and stuff from travels afar so like it, it started about that so the whole egg mythology is actually true cool but not if you like summon the demons right but i'd love to think that there's a whole like line of films where you could do like clown justice and 
going with the old laws. Like, hey, how Bat- dare you take away from someone's mask and <laughs> a clown justice? Hey, Belly, that ain't funny. You know, just Um, but I wanted, I do want to talk about some of the gags in this film because they're phenomenal. Um, didn't realize. Another trauma warning we should have put out. Oh, fucking, I didn't realize there was mangled dick, and that was in the fucking first part of the high school thing. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I just, in my notes, I have dick balloon gag. Yeah, dick balloon gag. That's It's it's almost like pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Not quite dick an- balloon animal gag. That kind of comes, comes later. Comes later almost. No, but I was not expecting that. Totally shocked. I forgot about mangled teacher drama dick. And that's something you normally don't forget about. So that's actually a nice sign that, again, even you were jaded back in the day there, genius, when you were watching this. My goodness. That was right before I think I met you, my friend. I think I've tempered you a little. Uh, So we should have called in Felissa Rose, most definitely. Um, And, again, the whole caught me off guard. Definitely. Speaking of scary... There's a moment in the midst of the house when you've got that one dude that dressed as the clown to terrorize the kid is going to the bathroom mm-hmm. and Stitches walks right behind him as well. The mirror gag. It's a mirror light. And then like because even when he turns around, and he goes like that. and He doesn't see anything. A second later, Stitches comes out and does that thing. It's that whole wonderful it's, vaudevillian yes. aspect. of Yes, it, it works. It works well because that ross noble is a, apparently he's he's a really funny physical guy you can and, i mean it plays but he's, he plays scary oh, too because he, he even when he walks funny that saunter there's something terrifying about that that got to you yeah, it did. that got to you big time uh so last year we both had a chance to see just before dawn mm-hmm. for the first time just before dawn has one of the most jaw-dropping kills that I've seen in quite some time. Almost kind of recreated in this with the bunny And gag. a pun. Because he goes, it sounds like you have a hair in your throat. And he reaches down his throat. And I mean, it is straight all up. the way knuckles deep, right? Oh, we're elbow deep, my yeah, friend. elbows deep. And pulls out a rabbit, a live rabbit from the guy. And the guy is still alive. And he's like. <laughs> and then to add and, insult to injury. Oh. He kicks his head off, and it falls into a pool. And then the next thing, like, Stitches says, well, this party's kicking. And then just goes to his chest. Funny. His whole thing of his nose as a a true sniffer out Mm kind of plays when killer clowns, when they do their little balloon dogs and everything. I like that big. And that was a little bit of the CGI. Yeah. And it worked. It worked really well. Um, But that also led to the catastrophe. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, the, the cat gag. Because I was like, okay, so again, when it happened, I was like, oh, man, you better not. I'm enjoying Stitches. Don't make me hate you, Stitches, right? Don't make me fucking hate you, Stitches, because I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. This is a, that's, that's a way to turn. That's a way to. That's a surefire way. To make me turn on a dime on you, well, and right? I, I'm, that's alienate a lot of people. Right. But when he does it, it's in such a goofy way, and you can tell it's such a funny it's, puppet. Yeah. Because it doesn't look real, and no. it's just like he's swinging it around going seven, eight, nine. He's making jokes, and nine I'm like, lives, okay, yeah. that's funny. That's funny. That kind of takes some of the sting out, especially because you know it's obviously fake. But then the rest of the gags? Oh, no. So then we get 
an interesting, and this was the brain gag, but it's uh, juxtaposed with the whole, I, I would Just die in, in your, your arms tonight. tonight. It must have been something you said. I couldn't walk away. They, and the whole party was singing it. I even turned to you and I said, man, I kind of want to sing along. You were wanting to sing along too. Right? It, that's part of the party. And then you contrast that with his whole scooping of the brain, the opening of the brain, and then even doing a little kind of puppeteering with him mm-hmm. eventually as well. With the whole ventriloquist aspect. Oh, of my it. God. Yeah. Uh, we then get the umbrella gag, which was then also contrasted with the other kind of semi-sex scene going on because she was very much being assaulted. Yeah, she was. By him. And then she gets a little kick with the heel. And gets the heel, yeah. Uh, so, but, but yeah, but the umbrella gag was quite good. Yeah. 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 Practical. Now. And, well, it started off CG, but then for a little bit but the, oh. the whole little cg aspect where the eye is still moving mm-hmm. the fact that a little thing like people are still kind of like when his head gets popped off he's still kind of like what the you mentioned fuck? the mouth moved a little bit yeah more. fucking that got me but then when again when the umbrella the fact that it showed it go through practically and it was wonderful and violent and gory and then like we were both waiting for it to, and then finally it did and you're like yay it's a nice moment but for me, I think the best gag in the film is a combo. And it's the intestine balloon animal bit that transitions into a head explosion. That right, that needs to be put in the pantheon of, yeah. all, of really was, good head explosions. It was a great head explosion. It was a great head explosion. It, and again, so you start off the bit with him slicing open the kid, pulling out the intestines... And it, it makes a balloon animal it's so out of it. Wonderful. It, again, again, it's what you want to see yeah. clowns do. Yeah. When you see clowns, you want to see them do balloon animals and magic tricks and shit. And he even had the hand that extended with the spring. The spring. Just like clowns and shit. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. But yeah, when he does it and he makes the balloon animal, it's a doggy. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Right? What else could he do? Oh, let's turn his head into a balloon practically. Beautifully. Practically. It, it almost reminded me um, a little bit of like Big Trouble in a Little China, mm-hmm. the way it's projected and the way it's shot. Practically. We'll go to that word yeah. again. That was, to me, the best one because that it almost looks CGI. It looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's good because, again, it gets a little cartoony, which I mm-hmm. let's face. I mean, the head is right. getting that much bigger. But I, I just... I did a little golf clap afterwards. I was like, dude, that's pretty freaking spectacular. Yeah, the effects work in this totally dug, totally dug. God, the bike trike gag. That fucking made me giggle. Made me fucking giggle. There's something to be said about a giant man and a little tricycle, be it in Revenge of the Nerds or what have you, and especially a man, a giant clown man. It's fucking hilarious. Like in The Simpsons when he's trying to ride the bike and then like... His pants get caught in the wheel, and he winds up getting naked. It is. Burn that seat. Oh, it's so good. Uh, ben O'Connor uh, was one of the f- uh, special effects folks on that. I want to make sure they got their due there because mm-hmm. so freaking good. Um, and then finally, we get the eggstacular ending with a very runny, ex- you know, death. Yeah, I like that where he's basically his egg cracked and his... He cracked and he the yolk's on him. <laughs> well, the fact that we opened with clown sex and then we close with clown fellatio was not anticipating that. And no. 
wasn't anticipating having such a good time with this movie. Like this one was a great way to kind of kick things off. What other I'm things have we touched it. upon in in your notes? Have we touched upon everything? I was trying to see if the director went on to do anything else. Um, because I that know was he had worked because he um, wrote it. He wrote and directed. Yeah, that. and he co uh, edited it as well. I know he worked on a web series um, that was zombie esque at one point beforehand. Dead meat is what it was called. Okay, so yeah, no, I Connor Connor McMahon. I would definitely check out his work again because this was fun, and I think there's a lot of love in this movie. It's not so tongue in cheek that you know the the cheek itself disappears. Mm-hmm. It's definitely balanced. Yeah, it is. It's it knows when it's to be scary and it knows when it's to be funny, but it's having a good time throughout. I mean, because it even ended with the Cannonball Run bloopers, and it seemed like everybody was having a genuine yeah. good time. Yeah, because I know I think they knew that they're having a laugh. Mm-hmm. They weren't taking it seriously, and of course you shouldn't take it seriously because you're fucking dealing with a clown. Clowns are meant to be funny or sexy, you know. So. That's one of the two. Well, or you know, rodeo or sad hobo clowns. But regardless of your taste in clowns, hopefully we're going to be delving a little bit into each of all those tastes. Ooh, and you can watch Stitches on Shitter. Shitter. You can watch Stitches. Well, you can watch it on the Shitter if you want. We'll do a magic trick. Do we do the Shutter Shitter shout out? There we go. <laughs> Bite size the some of the little smaller episodes. That uh, might be a little too corny. No, this one is streaming on Shutter. Absolutely, which uh-huh. is always perfect. Now. We've got two more films that we're going to be viewing. Again, one's going to be a first-timer for... Both are first-timers for me. Mm-hmm. One's a first-timer for you. Mm-hmm. One's a going back to it. Yeah. And you even mentioned it kind of even has a little... Kind of localized ties. It's got a little bit of local feel to it. I am very much looking forward to that. So until the next Three Rings Circus, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Honk, honk. Honk, honk.